because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join with me on a journey into our inner lives, our thoughts, our feelings, our beliefs, everything that helps shape the way we encounter the outside world. And by using the tools of consciousness, we are able to improve our inner and outer life, our total life. Okay? So today I want to talk about personal transformation. That's something near and dear to me. As a matter of fact, that's kind of what living the inner life is all about. It's not just to look at ourselves and inside ourselves and explore this realm, although that's part of it. It's also to do something with it, to take the stuff of life, the contents of our consciousness and the sum total of our experiences and reshape and reform transform these things and ourselves into a new creature, a new person, really. This is what Carl Jung called going from the self with a small s to the self with a capital S. Okay, this is the transpersonal self, the enlightened self. Okay, and in philosophy, this is called the twice born. We're born when we're born physically, But at some point in life, when you make this philosophical transformation, this transformation of consciousness, you then become twice born. That is the real born again within a single life. Okay, so it's about transformation. And according to physics, the second law of thermodynamic states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. Okay, and that's what we're talking about, transformation. And if you've listened to some earlier podcasts, I've spoken about different models and different methods of transformation, from alchemy to mythology, the hero's journey. These are all metaphors, and in some cases, like with alchemy, these are actually techniques, processes that we can do, tools and skills that we can learn and utilize to help become somebody new, this larger self. And like puberty, when we're physically growing up, at some point, you really aren't the child anymore. Even though maybe you're still young at puberty, you are growing hair in places and doing all the things that, you know, more of an adult human being does in that kind of a way, voice lowers and whatnot. And you become this adult. And to do that, you have to kind of let go of the old. Doesn't mean everything or the joy of holidays and family and playing and riding your bike and fishing and doing all the things that you like to do as a child. You can still do them as an adult. But physically, physiologically, we're different. You can't go back. All right, so that's the physical organism transformation that takes place. We can't really stop that or force it. It's kind of part of who we are, and most earth creatures have some juvenile to adult transformation. The deer will lose their spots, or you might get different colored feathers uh, if you're a bird, or things like that. And of course, as humans, we know what, what goes on with that. Okay, but like the physical 
transformation, we also need to undergo a personal transformation, a psychological transformation, where, again, we have to let go of the old self to become this new transformed self with a capital S. Now, Jung called this process individuation, okay, where you become an individual in the sense that you can't be divided. doesn't mean you're separate from the rest of society or culture or the planet. In fact, you're actually more engaged as a member of the culture, of the community, of this world, when you become more integrated and fully transformed into this individuated self. Can't be divided, okay? And it is a rite of passage. It is a transformation. A lot of times it gets pushed on us if we don't consciously make this shift. And some of us never really get to it, or we fight it so hard, or come up with 101 different ways of resisting, delaying, or really just avoiding this altogether. It's not really built in to our culture anymore. Perhaps it was. This is what the mystery schools um, in antiquity would teach. Uh, you would have to be initiated. You would have to be, first of all, accepted as a candidate. And you were given some of the secrets to not only the universe and the world, but really to yourself. These keys within, these inner keys that can open, unlock and open this larger part of ourselves that's already there. It's like sleeping or just waiting to be completely developed, but we stunt that growth. We avoid that. It becomes uncomfortable because we are creatures of habit. We can become set in our ways. And after, you know, 18, 20 years of physically growing up and then, you know, another 30 years at a career, uh, whether that's family or in the business world, that we have now spent all these years kind of doing a similar thing or doing things in a similar way. But with the empty nest and with retirement, we're forced to make these choices. You have to change. You have to pivot. You have to really become something new. And this should be a very natural part of our development. But since it's been really taken out of the culture and really in the public sphere, you know, it's not something that really gets talked about a lot. Okay, now we face at any point in our lives, but certainly, you know, in 30s, 40s, 50s, midlife, um, what might be a midlife crisis where you can't really go back to being young again, but you want to hold on to it, but you're not ready to move on to this next. And it's unknown. It's uncertain. Okay, that's why we're creatures of habit, because we set out and do things a certain way. And that becomes rote. It becomes habituated and it becomes comfortable Okay, even if it's not really all that great, or even if we know maybe in the back of our minds that there's something better, something greater, something different, both within and around us, yet we stay where we are because it's comfortable in the sense that it's known. Okay, better the devil I know than the angel I don't know is a quote. I'm not sure who 
uh, really quoted that, but uh, I'm re-quoting it now for you. And that's true. You know, this uncertainty can be very frightening. And the further along you go towards midlife, the more potentially you're going to be set in your ways. We can easily do that, and it can become harder to change. Remember the you can't teach an old dog new tricks uh, quote? And I don't know if that adage really works with people. I think we really can. I think really if we're living our lives in a certain way, we should be open to learning new things as we go through life. You should learn enough as you go to realize that there is so much more that you don't know. That's the gift of knowledge is you realize how much you don't know with each you know, realization. You know, it's the veil uh, quote that, you know, behind every veil that you lift, there's another one behind. I think that's from Edwin Arnold's Light of Asia. Uh, even the uh, physicist Richard Feynman, um, you know, said uh, something, you know, along similar lines, okay, that with each new scientific discovery comes with it the realization that you have discovered also more that you don't know, okay? So every doorway you pass through will open you up to wow, another unknown realm. Every time you check off a box, wow, there's another one. You lift a veil, there's another veil behind. Okay, so it never really ends, but what I'm talking about is personal transformation. And the last podcast, or maybe a couple ago, I talked about the hero's journey and mythology and storytelling, especially in the modern movie format of three-act structure, where the person, the character, the lead character usually, at the beginning has a potential to become better or more, and we recognize that, but we see them in their life, and we know what their bad habits are, their faults, uh, and we go with them. We take this journey, this hero's journey, with this character, and by the end of the movie, they are somebody else. They have become another person. Luke Skywalker went from a farm boy you know, stuck out in the middle of nowhere to a conquering hero that defeated the evil empire and saved the princess. All right. And it was a very short time frame when that happened. Okay. And Top Gun Maverick was kind of a out for himself kind of a guy. And he had to learn how to become a team player to be an even more successful fighter pilot. Okay. Rick Blaine in Casablanca was even said at the beginning, I stick my neck out for no one. And what did he do by the end? He completely risked his life, his club, his safety, everything for another person unconditionally, unconditional love. He was cynic at the beginning, cynical, and very hopeful at the end. So usually that's the transformation. We go from one to another. We go from being small, this small S self, to this larger capital S transformed transpersonal self. Okay, this individuation. And this comes about by sometimes a way to get started or how we get this inkling. Uh, it can happen a couple ways. One is in the back of our minds or somewhere in our hearts of hearts. We know there's something more out there for us. We know there's something more in us. We have this unrealized potential. 
Remember the line in the movie, you know, I could have been somebody, I could have been a contender. You know, well, you still can. That's the good news. If you're still alive, you know, there's a good chance you can, to whatever degree, become that person you've always been destined to be. Okay, this greater sense of you. But to become this greater sense, you have to let go of the lesser. And that's where it gets hard. And there's some reasons for that. And I guess just keep quoting movies all night. Uh, But in Spider-Man, there's the line, with great power comes great responsibility. And in that, I think, lies one of the reasons why we do avoid facing ourselves, why we do resist letting go of our known smaller self so we can engage and incorporate and become this larger, greater self that we are meant to be. Okay, the caterpillar has to turn into the butterfly. And I know that's a very physical thing. And that's what's weird about personal transformation, because it's psychological, it's philosophical, it's spiritual. It's all, well, in the inner life. And that's what we're talking about. So you've come to the right place. All right. So to let go of the old, to become this new, to let go of the small, to become this greater also means taking on the greater responsibility. You have to live up to it. Okay. It's easier to stay small. It's easier to stay stuck. And you're always in the struggle and, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And you never really have to face your own soul. You never really have to dig down and pull out what you have within you. And you can just get comfortable in what you're doing, but life won't let us do that, okay? At some point, we're going to get something in the outer world. If we're not doing it internally, something in the outer world will force us to at least take a look at ourselves and have that opportunity to make the transformation, this personal transformation, all right? And it is kind of a death, all right? It's, it's a, like an ego death, or this, again, this small S self has to go, all right? And even though that has served us up until this point, maybe it served us quite well. Maybe we've had to go, you know, in our 20s and 30s and 40s, you know, fully on ego, fully on our own resources, on our own power, relying on our own sense of wisdom or knowledge, whatever we've gained, accumulated over the years. And then it's almost like a betrayal. Like you have to say, okay, you've carried me this far, but now I have to switch horses. Okay. This rest of the ride uh, is going to happen in a different way. I'm going to have to be a different person. Okay. And it's not that you're not going to be you anymore. (laughs) Okay. You're just going to be more you, this greater you, or the you with a capital Y, if you want to borrow from from Jung and his S self. So to become this, you have to, at this point, I think we all have to want it. All right. We have to realize that this is something that is important, something that's necessary, something that's very natural. And it's also something that society and culture has made not only difficult, but just non-existent. And if we're not exposed to this idea, 
if we don't have these examples, if we're not reading Jung or mythology or really paying attention to the inner story in these movies, we may never really get to this point to where we're taking it on, at least voluntarily and consciously. Okay? We have to be involved in our own transformation. All right? And it is a way of using the tools and the contents, the stuff that we've come up with, the stuff we're born with and the things that we've accumulated, the mental things, the physical things, the skills, the knowledge, that all gets put into use. So this transformation, again, you're not reaching out there for something else or you're not like a remove and replace kind of method. You're not taking the old thing away and then bringing this new thing in. You're actually maturing it. You're using an alchemical transformation, which is why alchemy is really about an inner transformation. Okay, I did one on alchemy a while back, and that is what they were really talking about, this lead to gold. Lead is inexpensive. It's kind of poisonous. Uh, you've heard of lead poisoning, right? And it's heavy. It tarnishes. It's soft. It's, you know, it's, it has its place in the world and on the elemental table. But to transform this lead into gold doesn't mean you throw away the lead and just conjure up gold out of thin air. You actually make the gold from the lead. Okay? The Butterfly is made from the caterpillar, but inside the chrysalis, the caterpillar, in a sense, has to die. It becomes liquefied, even though the living substance is still there. Uh, it's no longer its original form. It has to undergo this transformation, this alchemical process of taking what you have. And no matter who you are, no matter what you were born with or have left with, at this point, no matter what you've accumulated, no matter what your destiny is, if you believe in that, there is the fact that you have enough. You are enough. Okay? Just like maybe building up muscles or learning a new skill, an instrument, or something like that. As long as you have the rudimentary, you know, physical capacity to do something, there's every chance you can improve. You can improve strength stamina, dexterity, eye-hand coordination, uh, those are things that you can improve, just like you can improve philosophically. And that means opening up to a larger world, both out there and in here. I think we've been sold a bill of goods that isn't quite correct. As a matter of fact, maybe it's quite wrong about who we are, who we are as people. What does it mean to be human? All right. What are our innate capacities? What are we born with? What, what is our destiny, both collectively as a race, as the human race, or individually, as each individual unit, as part of this larger, like a cell in a body? You know, each individual cell still needs to operate and function properly and efficiently. And that's how we are in this collective, this grand collective uh, we have to do our part, but we have to be our part, and we have to know our part, and our part is connected to the whole, okay? So you have to be open to it, okay? You have to be willing to let go of what you know about the world and what you think about yourself so that you can have a new experience, 
All right. It's really hard to take on or really even just to try something new if you don't, at least for a moment, let go of the old. Okay. They call that the willing suspension of disbelief. And we all do this when we go into a movie theater. Okay. Or, you know, maybe even if our TVs at home, that when you go in the door and you sit down and you're in this dark room with a flickering screen, that you don't have to bring with you. As a matter of fact, you need to leave at the door all your concepts on reality and gravity and science because you're entering a fantasy world. It's a myth of There's talking animals or there's space travel. There's all kinds of things in a movie that maybe we don't have uh, or at least don't seem to have in our day-to-day real world. So you have to let that go, this willing suspension of disbelief. Okay, you don't go into a movie, a science fiction movie, and like, oh, there's no such thing as a talking raccoon. You, you're not going to have a good time. No, if you go see Guardians of the Galaxy, you're going to want the talking raccoon. It's a, you're, it's a hoot. You're going to have a good time. You know, it's funny if, if you're into that kind of a thing. Okay, so I think this ability, this willingness to let go, because we can become so wrapped around what we've accomplished and how we've gotten this far. And in a way, we should be, because if you're here and you are listening to me now, you have made it this far. No matter what you've been through, wherever you started, what you've been through in life, you've gotten this far now. And here we are. Okay. And you've done that through the help of other people, through things that you've learned, uh, through teachers and life experience and your own understanding of the world and yourself. And that's a huge accomplishment. But to get beyond that, okay, that's the S self. If you want to get to the capital S self, this transpersonal self, you have to bring in a larger world. Okay, you have to conceive of yourself. You have to have this self-concept of being larger than you are. And a lot of times we don't get put to the test. So we don't really get a chance to see that. We're not really put in a situation where, wow, I really had to rise to the occasion. Of course, that does happen a lot too. But we have to rise to this occasion because it's our destiny. It's built in. And that's why all these great myths are stories of transformation. Most of the great movies, the entire hero's journey, the journey of a thousand, the hero with a thousand faces. Okay. It's a universal story that's been told over and over again a million different ways, and it will continue to be told and retold in ways we haven't even thought of yet. But in essence, this transformation, this departure and initiation and return is a way of looking at ourselves, this alchemical transformation of taking a smaller self, this lead, And through the operations and all these functions of alchemy and mythology, we become something else. We become something greater than we were. Okay? So that's personal transformation. A little bit in a nutshell. Look up Jung's individuation, the small S self to the capital S self. Look at your favorite movie and look at the inner story. And what this person had to let go so they could become 
some, usually they just have to get over themselves. Okay. And I think that's where we all are. So get over yourself. And yes, I have to as well, get over myself and just step out and allow a greater experience. But you have to set aside the attachment to being who you are now. Okay. There's a much greater vision, a much greater version of you waiting to happen. And Marianne Williamson had a great quote, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'll paraphrase. But she says, and this is, I think, wrongly attributed to Nelson Mandela. Maybe he used it in a speech at one point. But anyway, I believe it's Marianne Williamson who said that, you know, it's not our darkness that frightens us. It's our light. It's the good part of ourselves that terrifies us. We say, who am I to be amazing and wonderful and powerful? But we are. Okay, that's more or less the quote, but that's really the point, you know, and that may be part of the reason why we don't really jump into this personal transformation head on is because we know this is something bigger and we have to be bigger and it's kind of hard to believe. Okay, but you have to have this willing suspension of disbelief before you can believe something new. So wipe the slate clean, think and feel how you can become the greater you, because I know, you know, deep inside, somewhere in your heart of hearts, in your soul, there's this longing, there's this destiny, because it's part of the human destiny to become something greater than you are now. And there's nothing greater than sharing this time with you here on Living the Inner Life.